0: Everybody, you're listening to so many sequels. I'm Josh. I'm
1: Andrew I'm Garrett,
0: and I'm David. Today and on the... I'm David, <laughs> and I'm David. I see what you're doing there. I get it. I, I get the joke. Yeah. Uh, today on the show, we are talking <laughs> Which about, I about that last week. Happy Death Day to you.
1: Emojis? Nope, not emojis. With uh, <laughs> short lingo. Text,
0: the text uh, number two and the letter U. The 2019 sequel. To Happy Death Day.
1: This Uh-oh. year? Yeah,
0: came out this year. Honestly forgot that.
1: In February, I think,
2: did
0: it? Yep. Yes, yeah.
2: Yeah. came out earlier this year. And uh, again, if you want to listen to our Happy Death Day podcast, it's yeah. available we right Yeah, we just now. did it
0: last week. Yeah. Um, the in, in Happy Death Day 2U, um, Tree and Carter and the gang mm-hmm. return. They have, as you remember from the end of Happy Death Day, beaten the time loop. Everything's back to normal again. Mm-hmm. However... Something happens with, um... Ryan?
2: Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. I just almost sneezed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, he's thinking real far about no. this guy's name. Um, Ryan.
0: Yeah, Ryan. Uh, Carter's roommate, Ryan. His, uh... Science experiment? Yep. I don't know. Yeah. As usual with uh, any typical college-level science experiment, he's making, like, a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Uh, that backfires and sends him into a loop. Mm. What? And then, um, long story short, Tree gets thrown back into her original loop. And that's really what the movie's about, is getting her back to normal and putting a stop to the time loops once and for all. Yeah, because
2: not only does she fall into a time loop in this movie, it's an alternate version of her reality where her mom's still alive. Yeah, that's a shocker. not with Carter. He's instead with that biatch, Danielle, Danielle, who's nice in
0: this universe. Yeah, she's nice. We didn't really
2: talk about Danielle last week.
0: There wasn't much to that say. Yeah.
2: She's just mean. Oh, there's a lot to say. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, Hate that chick. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it.
2: <laughs> no, but for real, there's. it's an alternate dimension, so it, it even adds a layer. Why is your flashlight
0: I don't on? know. I don't know why Blinding my flashlight me. came on.
2: But uh, it's adding a layer of even more complication because now for not only sure. does she have to stop the loop, but she has to get back to her own reality. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the, back to reality. So back the, to reality. There oh, there goes gravity.
0: So, right before before we uh, talk about our yeah. word, um, it's important to note. I think that this movie takes really leans into the weirdness of the first one, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone will argue with it. But I would argue that this is not even remotely a horror film. There no. are no horror aspects to it. It no. is a sci-fi mm-hmm. caper romp. Um, no. It is and. As uh, the first one referenced Groundhog Day verbatim, mm-hmm. this one references Back to the Future Part Two quite a bit. Yep, yeah. Um, and is... And still Groundhog Day. And is, yeah. and is a bit more referential to Back to the Future Part Two than the first one was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of takes on that idea of being this uh, time-traveling comedy adventure. Yeah. So with that, one word to rule them all. You
3: go ahead, because okay. I'm still thinking about but my word. Every
0: time... Every y'all, time. Y'all know Andrew we do this every week. No, s- I know. You go, but I'm just, but no, no, it's just that every time, he always makes David go first. Well, he gets every he, time. He leans into
2: the mic as though he's going to go, and he goes, Actually, David, hey, you, you go, go first. first. <laughs> every time. And I
0: think you're going to say it
2: every time. Yeah. It's like the Josh thing. Just the first time
0: you've done it. You'd think time. I'd learn and, and just start asking David first.
2: I'm going to say uh, uneven.
1: Okay. Okay. Misleading. Hmm.
3: Just okay. That's two words. That's
1: two effing words.
0: Okay. Bulk. <laughs> wow, y'all are much more lukewarm on this than I expected.
1: Mine is a <clears throat> mine is a misleading word. I I'll just change mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I confront him and he changes it immediately because <laughs> you said just
3: okay. Fine. He said two words. Huh? Fine.
0: He says fine. <laughs> That's it, fine. Fine. I think it's fun. Mine is fun. Fun. This movie's more fun than the first in different ways. It's not as good, but it's fun. Right. Okay, uh once again I feel like well, you can explain your misleading one. The other ones pretty much make sense. Well, you might need to explain uneven. I can explain. So we'll have that. Garrett explains misleading, then we'll here. go to uneven.
1: I have grounds. Misleading is essentially a reference to what you said. Is that I think a lot of people went into this movie expecting it to be a horror movie, mm-hmm. and then they felt misled. And I think that a lot of people are really lukewarm on this movie, whereas I am not. No, my, my my word misleading has nothing to do with my feelings towards the movie. It is that aspect of it is people thought that they were going to get an even you know, the first one last week we said wasn't necessarily a horror movie, but had more horror movie aspects yeah. than this one. There's pieces of it. Yeah. This mm-hmm. one's this one's got a few references, but overall it's more about trying to get time loops and, and everything back to normal. With a few with like a killer on the loose at the beginning and throughout the thing but like that's not the main focus I also said misleading because throughout the movie you are misled several times I felt like you were misled more in this one than you were the second one Mm -hmm. Um, because the movie starts up with Ryan going through the time loop and you think are we gonna get another movie of the same but it's Ryan but it's Ryan as as the star Mm -hmm. and then it changes it to uh, you've got another killer on the loose and you have to figure that out and then she goes into another dimension, and well, then there's more killers. And you so forgot, there's even the part where it looks like Ryan from the future is
2: the killer. Right, it's like a yeah. different version of Ryan has invaded this dimension and yep. it has to kill Prime
1: Ryan. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there, are, there are several aspects throughout this whole movie that mislead you in a good way, and and that's why I really, I really enjoy, I really enjoy this movie. I'm not lukewarm on it
3: at all.
2: So I'm uneven uneven. I'm a little, I, I wouldn't necessarily say if, if I'm lukewarm, it's definitely more warm than cold, if that makes sense. I still very much enjoyed the movie. Um, the movie does a pretty good job of recreating, I feel like, a lot of the magic that the first movie had, because I loved the uh, fresh feel of the first movie, um, taking all these other genre notes and taking this kind of well-worn narrative that you have with the time loop uh, uh, story device and um, Two, you ventures more into sci-fi comedy. And at times, um, it, that really helps it differentiate itself, I think. At times, though, I feel like it goes a bit too far. There are a few places where I feel like the, the more comedy aspect takes the story a little off course. I have a specific example to talk about with that later. Um, and I think that at times the dialogue is really uneven and unbalanced. You'll go from really far extremes where there's a really tender moment between family members. And then you'll have the next scene or less than four or five minutes later, you have just this really sort of like clunky, lazy, unnatural teen dialogue that just really feels hokey to me. Um, But that's most of the stuff featuring, you know, the the science gang and featuring uh, the principal. It just feels very like, Like, that part seemed underdeveloped compared to how good the writing is for some of these characters. Um, So I say uneven, not necessarily as a total diss, but just because I felt like there were moments where the parts where the movie is good, or the the, the good aspects, are, like, really good. The parts where it's weak, it's not a case of, like, it being kind of weak. It's really, like, last week it was nitpicks. This week it felt more glaring, the parts where the weaknesses were so okay. that's just my thing. I did really though, still enjoy watching the movie. I, I didn't I don't feel upset having seen this movie. I enjoyed it.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: And uh what did you say, Andrew? You just said fine. Well he just
0: said well he, first he said just okay yeah. in case everyone forgot. Then he <laughs> said okay. Then for some reason he wanted to change it to just the synonym of
3: fine.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, was... So you weren't overly overly swayed. No.
3: And this uh, was your first time as well to see the movie. Yep. I watched it about two hours ago nice and it was <laughs> glad to see this is being taken seriously fresh this is a fresh take well. <laughs> right off the presses um it was it, when I say it's fine it's like you know it, it, it's just nice to see. it's a decent sequel hmm it's nothing refreshing there's okay. there's not a there's not a lot going there's not like anything really new going on here, but you do see a lot of, you do see a lot of, uh, like elements that kind of tie everything up to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like why, why all of a sudden are we getting a time loop and why all of a sudden are we like, who's responsible for it? And they play. Yeah. It literally
1: it. answered a question. You posed it last week.
3: Yeah. Why Which is, why is this happening?
1: Loop? Yeah. So how is that not new or fresh?
3: Well, I just, I just think that like everything, like that concept to me was new and I liked it. But everything that happened afterwards was just kind of like meh.
1: Mm.
3: It was just kind of dull to me, like mm. um, interesting. But uh, no, the 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 movie overall to me is it's okay. Like it's it's okay. It's fine. I don't. I'm not like blown away by it. I thought it was definitely more humorous. There was a lot more humor in this movie than there was anything else. Mm. So. Uh, if I get anything out of that bes- besides the thrills that I had from the first one, I get a lot of humor out of this. I thought it was funnier.
2: The f- okay. The funny thing is listening to Andrew. Personally, I feel like I could argue either side of this debate. I, if 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 Garrett, if you said that uh, the uh, story uh, did too much different and didn't live up and like didn't follow. Well enough to its its predecessor, I would go, yeah. But they really told a different story and kind of like tried to reinvent it and and make it, make it kind of elevate what the whole thing was about. But or if Andrew argued uh this movie was too much like the original, I could I or or, or not enough like the original or something, I would go, I don't know. It still fairly feels like the you know like a, definitely in that same universe, still connected, still very much the same stuff. I feel like I could argue either way whether or not this movie is too different or different enough.
1: I just compare it. So let's look at it from a sense of a horror movie. And all of the horror movies that are out, all of the horror movies that have had sequels, they're all essentially the same. Mm-hmm. That's why people don't like them. That's why people go to them. But like you look at the Freddies, you look at the Jasons, you look at most of the Michaels, they are all a big serial killer lumbering around murdering and torturing people. Yep. So had they done the exact same thing, they've already repeated this movie. Because the movie last or the happy death day is again essentially groundhog day where it just repeats over and over and over so if you go into it making a sequel you can't do the same thing because there wasn't a lumbering serial killer there was but that wasn't the the crux of the movie you can't just have the same story be told through a perspective of a different person so i think that but i think because they did something different so not drastically different, but what people weren't expecting, I think that's why people were lukewarm on this. Is they went in there expecting the serial killerness, the slasher moviness, and they got something that was not that, but told, advanced the story, I guess. But it wasn't the murdery thing that they were expecting, and I, that's why I like it because it does do something different than what you expect, and I appreciated that rather than just being like. This movie was a smash success. Let's do the same thing again. Yeah, let's just, you know, I mean, you could make the same argument for like the Saw movies,
2: yeah, or even some some action films. Yeah, some but comedies fall into that trope.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, Hangover, too. Die Hard. Josh, what do you think? I agree. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> About Die Hard, yeah, <laughs> you just really want to have a Die Hard fight, don't you? I do. Well, you really want to have a Die Hard? That was fight really so just bad. the whole point of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I I really like the movie. Um, it brings more to the table to me it uh, expands the characters some of the characters even further it expands a whole
1: universe yeah You've got a multiverse now
0: well yeah there's there's literally a multiverse uh, we get that nice little explanation from Ryan yeah uh, at one point oops oh, but we moment. get um we take we tree we get a lot more from her we see her interact with her mother um, which. No one would have expected, really. Um, and and it's something you don't get from, if we're going to keep it in the horror genre, horror movies. You don't really get that kind of character development from a horror film, especially once it becomes a franchise. Um, and then to have her have to make the awful choice of choosing to stay in a timeline where her mother is alive, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know her, Because she has none of the memories that her mother does, right? Or to go back to a world where her mother is dead. Yeah, that is heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That is a lot to deal with,
2: and it's only complicated by her relationship with Carter, who she'd like to be with.
1: As goofy
0: and funny as this movie is, that is that's some serious story work right there. I think
1: the scene where she has that going away conversation with her mother—straight up cry. Oh yeah. And that's what I'm talking about.
2: You go from something like that that has a really—I mean, like that's a really good scene, and and you know it made my wife cry.
0: Yeah, this movie. And
2: I don't really cry at movies. I'm kind of a man, but uh. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> the first movie, you know, is is Tree just trying to live through the night, right? Yeah. And, and this movie is, and like we talked about last week, she evolves throughout it to become more aware of the people around her mm-hmm. to be kinder to people she rekindles a relationship with her father that kind of stuff right. but in in two she really has to decide what she wants her life to be mm-hmm. and she's given those two choices um, in a way that no one ever gets them you can go back to this life or you can go back uh, you can go back to the life that you want or you can go back to the life that you've made mm. yours and you've started to really get something out of it. Making more friends, you've gotten a good relationship. And That's just... That's that's good stuff right there. That gets me. Yeah, that's you, good stuff. I mean, you end up that's really... a good movie. I think you
2: really have to... like If you have to kind of fall for... If nothing else about the movie, you really have to fall for... Uh, is it Jessica? Is that her first name? Jessica Roth? Yeah, yeah the actress. You actress. have to fall for Jessica Roth and Tree's character because she... like, it, It's a situation where... Some some horror movies don't really have happy endings, and we get kind of more or less two happy endings for her through these two movies. But it feels so earned because she had to suffer through so much mm-hmm. to 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 get it. That like if the movie ended on a bummer note, like right. the original ending for the first movie, it would have like it would have been like well, that sucked. Watch somebody yeah. just get like basically killed eleven times only to die anyway. Yeah. Uh it would it would kinda suck, but she's she earns the 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 happiness and and as a character develops so much from the beginning of the first movie to the end of this movie that like I don't think that like obviously it would suck if they made a third movie and she ends up getting stuck in another loop. But like she's tough. Like I feel like she can handle it. I mean she can't she might die. Cause she started. She started to die towards the end of this movie from doing it too many times. But uh, but she just comes across really cool. I think this is one of the best characters we've had in a quote unquote horror franchise in a long time because she's main character. She's allowed to develop. So hats off to Jessica Roth.
0: Yeah. So you you said um, she gets to have, or she we basically see two happy endings, mm-hmm. and I really think it is cool that. You know, she gets to have her cake and eat it too in a way that a lot of characters don't. That's literally a phrase to say that you can't have your cake and eat it too. Right. But she gets to say goodbye to her mother Mm -hmm. in the way that she never got to before. And she gets to get her her new old life back um, and be with Carter. It's cool. It's cool. She's a great character.
1: So let's... I'm just going to pose this because I have a blog that I want to read. Would you guys have picked what she did would you go back to your regular life or would you stay where your mother is
2: mm. like if your I would has, have to, to know
1: to more about the
2: alternate dimension like who's the president
0: uh, ba- based on what's, who's the president
2: what's uh <laughs> what's the uh, you know what's the Korea situation like <laughs> is joker in theaters
0: based on trees logic are incels a thing in this dimension i would, I would go back for existing I would go back to my life. Because she. It's really. This kind of thing is presented in in movies, has been presented in movies before. The the option to to go back with someone that you lost. Yeah. But you don't often, or at least I haven't often seen the angle of you really don't know them because there is years of their life that you didn't live. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So. All of her happy memories with you, you do not share. And is that really a good life?
2: Yes, it's kind of like living a lie. It it is living a lie. She
0: doesn't belong in that timeline. And because of the fact that she can't really just get back into a relationship with her mom without relearning everything about her, it's almost better to go back to the life that you had in a world where you have learned how to deal with this and have also started to learn how to be a better person yourself. Yeah. So I think if in Tree's exact shoes, I would do what she did.
2: Yeah. Some other things I need to know. Did the Area 51 raid work? Fair, <laughs> know. Who Fair won that, you know. Are the, uh, are the Braves you, any good in this universe? You probably
0: have so many questions you
3: would die before you yeah, got to make yeah. a decision.
2: Are the Braves any good in this dimension? <laughs> Just go to
0: Wikipedia. What
3: about you? Uh... I think I would stay with my own timeline. Andrew try to live in both,
0: one <laughs> foot in the other.
3: I I, I think I'd stay in my own timeline because no, if, what you'd stay in the new timeline. You'd be so you'd be
2: too <laughs> apologetic to your to your other version. Well, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I in your dimension, <laughs> I'll uh you could keep you can keep mine.
0: <laughs> what if in the other dimension Andrew's mean?
2: Oh, mean Andrew. Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> who doesn't? Over here. Who doesn't take photos but paints? Ugh. Painting, and not anyway, even like I actually used to paint. Not even so like you would, good
3: stuff. It's all like, like a bunch of abstract expressionist. Shit. <laughs> so you would go back to your home. I, I would stay in my own because had I it it kind of delves in this a little bit. H- had I not known what I've gone through, I probably wouldn't be the same person today. That's true. That's the whole. That's the key of it.
1: So here's the here's the argument that the person little blog review that I read made. And, and i agree i would have gone back to my timeline too yeah, yeah but here's be. what their argument is <clears throat> you're presented a situation where you as a person in the first movie have died 11 times you've lived through this over so technically like over 11 days essentially you've developed this relationship with a brand new person mm-hmm. a brand new boyfriend who you enjoy but again 11 days it's not a lot of time yeah. to really form that kind of opinion even though you've been through a lot and you you've you've been through a lot yeah. and he has shown up Time and time again in those 11 days. Yeah, and he right. did die in one of those universes for her. Yeah, and so then you go into this other thing. Your mom is back. Your mom is apparently very special to you because you had the same birthday and, like, your whole life has been shattered by her death in this other timeline. In this current timeline that she's been transported into, her mom is alive. hmm But she's not with Carter. So here's the argument that the person presented. She says something about, like, she can't have it all, which this person goes into... You kind of can. While you may not have those memories, you can make memories. You can Mm -hmm. continue to Mm -hmm. have those memories with your mom. You can continue to develop with your mom. And then you can have that moment. And then, she says, you have found out that Danielle is cheating with Carter. If you want to be with Carter, you can get that. Yeah. Like, you can have everything in this timeline. It might have some gaps, but if you were to have stayed, your mom would have been alive. And at the end of that movie, you and Carter make out. Those theoretically mm-hmm. you could have had both. Yeah. And I, I thought that I, was I, I thought it was a that. pretty good argument on face surface. Because yeah, Carter's not necessarily not taking into like the again the emotions and the feelings and the making of your own life. But, like, on face value, I get what she's saying. I don't agree with it, but I get what she's no, saying. No, it's you... a
0: poor argument because, yeah, sure, you could say the old cliche of, well, we can make new memories together, but it won't change the fact that it will, like, flip this family on its head that their daughter forgot 10 years of her life. That's true. This is not, there's no real scenario where you can just zip into a new life and expect everyone to be cool with it. Like, she's yeah. going to get taken to a, psych, uh, like, psychologist. To figure out what triggered a whole decade of memory loss or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't well, remember how long her mom died.
3: What if she just has amnesia? Yeah.
0: That's not a thing. You don't just have amnesia of 10 years or whatever. I'm using that as a generic number. I don't right, remember right. how long she died or how long she'd been gone. I'm not sure but, either. And amnesia is not, I don't think, full blocks of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, she didn't remember going to the beach. Was that it? The beach? She that remember going cool. somewhere in yeah, the like to get a cake, cake or She's something. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. There's how, can, a, how can you uh fake your way through that? You
2: know, the thing is at first at first um, offering, she kinda I don't think she thinks of it a no brainer, but she kinda makes the decision, now I'm gonna stay. But one of the consequences of her staying and essentially uh, taking herself out of the situation is that this version this universe's version of Lori dies and Carter dies because Carter finds out that she's going to basically have to let Lori die because she's not going to go and put herself in Toom's way again. Because if she goes to the hospital again, she's going to die. We've already, she's already done it once. But Lori has to die and Carter's like, I'm not going to let Lori die. So he goes up there and she dies. So now she has to make a decision kind of on the fly. They're about to reset this thing. They're about to close the loop. She gets a text. We're about to close the loop. Then she sees on the news, Carter and Lori both dead at the at the, at the the hospital. So now she's there thinking, well, I don't want to live in a world even if I can't be with Carter, I don't want to live in a world where she gets killed. And Lori in this universe doesn't hate me, so I don't want her to be dead forever, too. So she kind of makes a last-minute decision. You know, maybe I'm being a little selfish, and in my universe, Lori, the Lori that I am that I had died because she's, you know, a murderer, attempted murderer, anyway. And I'm with Carter, and I've already, you know, makes the right, I think makes a, a, a pretty mature decision by the end of the movie. But I think at first yeah. when first offered, to have somebody back that you lost, um, is kind of irresistible. It's of kind of like when, I, when of I saw when they said there's one more coming, my brain had that moment of like, oh, and then they revealed the mom. I went, Oh no. That just makes everything more complicated when you give her something that's almost impossible to give up.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah i don't know well i think it's 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 really
0: the difference between you choosing your future or your past
3: yeah it's it's heavy doc
2: yeah like i mean if it's a situation like i don't have my mom and dad are still alive so i don't really have a situation i think would be comparable i would choose going back to the universe where i'm with my wife right
0: but But yeah this this movie didn't really bring anything new just that whole (laughs) premise that was a
2: I think it is way. time that we talk about <laughs> the most enjoyable, maybe, or liked part of this movie, which is the suicide montage. Yeah. Uh, this uh,
0: time set to Paramore's hard times. Yeah. Which
2: was a great choice. Which, which was a good choice, yeah. Um, so, uh, hairdryer in the bathtub. Yep. yep. Drinks bleach. Yep. Skydives. That's the best one. In a bikini <laughs> with no parachute. Flipping and, off the camera, you and off the somehow camera. managed They're to just land right there. in front of them. Yeah. I don't know how that works. It, it does. Like right o- it flies right over the college. What's that about? Yeah. Don't ask questions. Then, just love it. But, my favorite part, the best pun in the movie, throws herself into a tree chipper. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and she goes by the name Tree.
0: That was uh, Biff's tree trimming. Service. Biff's
2: tree trimming service. Another reference to Back to the Future. Yep. So that one's hilarious. Was there another one in there? Oh. My favorite, uh, in terms of a shot aspect, I think one of my favorite scenes in the movie where she uh, jumps off the, the clock tower and falls mm. through the floor into bed Yeah, uh, in, one, in one smooth transition. That's pretty cool. That was a pretty cool shot. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think. There, there was another one. I love that moment, too, where she wakes up from kidding herself and her hair is like a huge... Yeah, how about thing. the, yeah, that, that the addition
0: funny. to this movie that she wakes up with, like, the residual effects of the death before that didn't happen. In the first yeah, movie. I know that. She I mean, wakes up choking on the on the draino. Yeah, uh,
2: the hair. In the first movie, she'd wake up like screaming. Yeah, like, like but it was dream. like a nightmare. But she wouldn't necessarily like be like she wouldn't have the physical effects. Oof. Yeah, you know, like same quite quite in quite the same way.
3: I mean, she kind of did. There no. there was, there was like in in the first one there was there was like one scene where she was when she woke up and she was like holding her stomach.
0: I think that's because she was starting to die. Yeah. Right?
3: No, 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 no. This was, this was uh, when she just woke up. I think she from, grabs her stomach almost every time though. After a certain
2: point, because she got stabbed.
0: Yeah. I thought it was she because she died heart. so many times. She started dying. I mean.
2: But it's so funny, and you're it's full of crap. Got, uh, it's the most. <laughs> when I searched "Happy Death Day," that was the first clip that came up, and it's got over. It's, uh, great it's got over a million views. It's Fantastic. uh, it's, it is funny. It's super funny. It's iconic, and it is another. We've said it a million times already. It's another obvious throwback to Groundhog Day with the suicide montage in that movie where you have Bill Murray throwing a toaster in the in the bathtub or radio, I think. Uh, you have him jumping off a tall building, him kidnapping the, the, the groundhog and driving off a cliff. Uh, I'm trying to remember how else he... Does he shoot himself in that movie? No. Oh, he steps in front of a bus.
3: Yeah, he steps in front mm. of a bus. Steps in front of
2: a bus. He says... He, he recites to... Uh, 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 Andy McDowell. No, the woman... Here says the woman, you know, I've been shot, stabbed, electrocuted, poisoned, poisoned, all this stuff. So, like, uh, uh, fun scene, great scene. Love the song.
0: Great song. Great song.
1: I just like the way they told the story in this because, you know, you could, again, you could have run into the danger of repeating the same movie. And so whenever it opens up with Ryan, you have the same thing. But then they do like this interesting little recap with Tree where she like fills them in on all of the deja vu stuff. So, like, you you advance that story, you tell it for people that haven't seen the first one, you get that recap and you understand what's happening. Um, And then they keep setting you up for falsehoods. So, like, they play on the fact that most people have probably seen the first one. And that's why you expect Lori to be the killer and then bam, Lori's not the killer. Like, they, they, that, and that goes back to my misleading word is like they, they play on your memories of the first movie and then they yank that tablecloth out from under you and i just really think that they do a really good job of telling that story and advancing everything while expecting you to expect what's happening yeah they
2: play on your expectations which is good which is what every good horror movie really i think should do Mm -hmm. Um, as somebody who's not really a big horror movie fan that's always the element that when i watch when i watch um them that's the element that I feel like a horror movie needs. It needs to give you an expectation, and then it needs to subvert it. Um, not necessarily on like a necessarily a huge grand psychological level. Some movies can do that, but like if you think, oh, he's in that closet, and they they give you all the evidence that yeah, he's totally in this closet, and then they look in the closet and there's nobody there, and then boom, he's behind you. Like they somehow they can a good. Horror movie can make you feel like you know exactly what's about to happen and then something totally different happens. And mm, I feel yeah. like this movie does that over
3: and over. Does it, over, and over? it does.
0: How about the, uh, how did everybody feel about the kind of subplot of the school wanting to take the machine away from Ryan because ah. of the amount of electricity it used?
2: So this is my, I'm going to go move, I'm going to transition that that idea into my, don't like that's um, why i yeah and that was why i went and, with this and it the was main, weird the main feature of my uneven comment um well i don't mind that okay the school's coming in hey you guys are running a thing and it's causing blackouts every night we're gonna yeah. we're gonna shut this down that's not so bad no but the sort of comedy that sort of built out of that i feel like took away whereas the comedy that like Tree was going through and the interaction she had with Carter and Danielle and them was good. Tommy Dreamer coming in like every two minutes to yell at these people (laughs) was really just such a niche reference. It is because he looks like, am I wrong though? No, he kind of looks like Tommy Dreamer. Anyway,
0: this is a wrestling thing. Yes, it is. I (laughs) only know because if you three laugh and I've never heard of it, it must be wrestling (laughs) every time. Now, if Andrew didn't laugh, I'd be a little thrown off.
2: He definitely know his wrestling not no, I don't know because he gets all your, your he bowling,
0: gets all your wrestling references he stuff. He knows that. more than he like the Limitator. he looks violence.
2: he looks like uh he looks like if Tommy dreamer slimmed down a few pounds but um <laughs> uh, it's not so much him. he's kind mm-hmm. of weird and and silly on his own right, but it's I thought that the whole slapstick heist that they squeezed into the last twenty five minutes of this movie was completely unnecessary because they they get up they get us right up to a climax we have this great moment with his mom with her mom we have the we are going out on a good moment of resolution and then everything's going to work and then instead of something interesting happening this prince this dean comes in takes their stuff puts it away they come up with a last minute heist that involves having Danielle act blind in French and goof about a room for 12 minutes, distracting the Dean so that they can pick up a pair of keys, go into a room, and drag the thing away and set it back up again. It felt like a complete waste of time and totally, in my opinion, undermined the great work that they had just done moments before with having her get this emotional release and catharsis with her mom and be ready to move on with her life um, it also undermined the the drama aspect of the hospital with Laurie and them discovering in this universe that the Dr. Gregory and his wife are murderers. And uh, it just it just didn't feel right to me. If you liked it, that's fine. I'm not saying movies can't have comedy and drama. It just, I think it was at the wrong place.
0: I didn't. I'm not gonna say I liked or disliked it, cause I both liked and disliked <laughs> it. I think it was more misplaced than anything, because I did, to a point, enjoy watching Danielle yeah. Scooby-Doo Velma <laughs> her <laughs> way through stealing those keys. Yeah. There's a lot of physical comedy in there, and it was very Scooby-Dooian, like the almost down to like you can see. The Dean guy being like and we would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids yeah. Yeah. stealing our time machine. <laughs> it was very, very uh, I don't know the word comical like that. And I just think it was misplaced. I think it works in as individually. If, but it is really weird mixed in with some of the most uh, emotional aspects of the if, franchise.
2: If they had done it earlier in the film yeah, yeah. And it wasn't, uh, uh, the basically, okay. So you know how in the first movie she thinks she solved everything and everything's great. And the movie fades to black and then she wakes up and she's still in the universe because the person who killed her, that's a good twist where, Oh man, something's gone. Something's not what we thought it was. And we got to figure it out. Now this was like, we've got everything figured out. We've had our a good emotional when Everything's going to, okay, here comes a happy ending. And instead they go, all right, time for a quick three stooges gag. And they pan out, and I mean, like there was everything. Like I'm surprised we didn't get the far another fart joke in this moment. Hey, we no you know? fart jokes in this movie. I'm surprised, you know, there weren't there wasn't like a groin shot, you know, or some kind of other silliness they could get into. It was just earlier in the film, before we had had the more emotional moments, and we'd had the kind of uh, uh, you know excitement of the hot the, the hospital uh, sequence. It might have it might have worked better for me. I think it doesn't work here in this this spot because you're like there's like 32 minutes left in the film and we're wasting time with Danielle.
1: With uh, what did she call herself? Like feffi LePew? Yeah, some LePew. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was silly, but I think for me at that point in time, I was having so much fun enjoying the movie that it didn't bother me much.
0: Good for you. Why aren't you <laughs> <laughs>
1: Before all of that happened, I really enjoyed. Again, we talked to the Back to the Future references. There's a moment where um, Carter suggests resetting the day so they can go through it again, and she's like, "No, because I'm dying again." And then she has a realization moment, and there's a or a, that's more Batman, but like there's a <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> the, a, the, the the Back the to the Future little like jingle the part happens, <laughs> and it's just so subtle, but neither
0: of you are making it, so just stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: more just like a little twinkle. It's yeah. just like yeah, it's
0: just a little twinkle. Dee, dee, dee. It's a mistake. No, and that's. 0 for 3. I'm not not gonna try. No.
1: (laughs) But that's in there and it just really made, it got me hyped. And then that's what led into the heist and I think I was so hyped off the such obvious but also subtle nod to Back to the Future that I really enjoyed it.
0: Neat. Awesome. Any other things that we didn't like? Or did um, like and haven't talked about yet.
2: Well, let's talk about the setup for a, a third movie that they do at the end of the movie. Because mm-hmm. they 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 uh, at the end of the movie, in the post-credits, there is a, um, uh, if we didn't say, she gets back to her reality and uh, she's with Carter. Mom's still gone, but she's okay. And then in the post-credits, you see uh, Danielle, or not Danielle, uh, uh, Tree and Carter and the uh, Science Losers are all picking up trash. Uh, one of them eats a churro off the grass. That's gross. And yeah. then out of nowhere, a bunch of government agents show up. Uh, we Assume government. They call. They right. say. They claim they're from something called DARPA. DARPA. And they say that they need Ryan and all these people to come with them because I guess over the, in the previous night they seized the uh, sissy, which is what they named the the, the machine. Um, and. They have been experimenting with it, and they want to intentionally put somebody into a time loop. And they say, well, that sounds kind of effed up. And then Tree goes, I eh, have the perfect person. And it's this universe's version of Danielle, who's a total bitch. <laughs> see if we can't make her a nice person by having yeah. her relive the same day over and over again. And I guess get
1: killed? Yeah, I don't really know what They never really establish it. I imagine that is the yeah. uh, possible third one. It's a shame we won't ever see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's yeah, there was supposed to be a third one. We'll get in yeah. There you go. That was it. That was that twinkle sound we were trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, they talk about how we'll get into the box office numbers here in a second, but it didn't make quite enough money for Blumhouse to be like, Yeah, we'll green light a third one. Uh the director was like, There's no plans but then recently I guess he's come out and said in August of this year. He said that he had an outline written for the third film and believed he would eventually share it in some medium. We'll see if that happens. I highly doubt it. but Twitter I'd thread, like to. yeah. <laughs> Twitter thread. Twitter thread. Go. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
0: I'll give him twenty bucks. I mean, for it.
2: it can't have to, it, it. It it shouldn't really have to have a very large budget. I mean,
0: that's a weird thing. Like you're going to tell us it made enough to probably oh, yeah,
3: justify yeah. a sequel. I don't know oh, what's yeah, wrong. Blah, blah.
0: especially yeah. when it's an intended trilogy, just finish the damn thing. Yeah.
3: Because yeah. usually these movies typically don't cost very much no like you know no compared to you know say a
2: marvel film or you know uh, a big summer tentpole it's a drop in the hat some of these these budgets
3: yeah because normally these horror films horror films like this normally don't cost if it's over 10 million dollars it's very surprising yeah we so what? To move on
2: here? What, well, office? yeah, tell us right. about the so box Happy office Death here. Day to You debuted uh, February 13th, uh, way back in 2019. Some people might be listening to the future. Uh, it finished number... Oops, I forgot to put that number in there. I'll put it in here in a sec. Uh, it uh, finished with a five-day opening of $13 million. You may ask why a five-day opening. Well, it opened the day before Valentine's Day. Uh, when you take those two extra days out, it's just... Uh, it, it made thir- $9 million, and it's... True opening weekend, um, but that's the, the funny thing about Valentine's Day is that it leads right into President's Day, so there's also a, a five day total going the other way where you include its Monday gross from that following weekend where it made 13 million. So kind of depends on which way you want to go. I would if if you're if you're a person trying to build build up your box office, then you say look at this five day total uh, for President's Day and not the Valentine's Day one. Oh, it finished number five, so not a high finish for its opening week. Also in the top ten that weekend was Alita Battle Angel.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Uh, which was in its uh, second week. Isn't It Romantic brought in 14 million. What Men Want brought in 10 million. Happy Death Day to You brought in 9.4 million. Uh, Cold Pursuit brought Ugh. in
0: 5.9. Taken four.
2: <laughs> uh, number seven is The Upside which brought in 5.4. At number eight a uh, movie that I think will get a good applause here, Glass. Mm-hmm. Glass, everybody's Glass. Mm-hmm. That made three point nine. At number nine, you have the movie called you have a movie called The Prodigy. And at number ten, everybody's favorite from this year, Green Book. That was a joke. <laughs> everybody hated Green Book. Apparently, <laughs> I've not seen it, but I remember. Must it have
3: got, getting,
0: and that. Must so have been its Oscar right. boost or something. Around that it
3: probably time, was so you Because that had, came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, this was February, then the Oscars was getting ready to come.
2: So you got two sequels in the box in the top ten that week with uh, Lego Movie and Glass. Uh, Death You would go on to finish with a kind of with a pretty underwhelming twenty eight million dollars over its seven week run. Uh, it brought in thirty six million dollars from overseas, uh, giving it a total of sixty four million dollars, uh, which was more than enough to clear its nine million dollar budget, but uh, obviously not enough to get a sequel green lit right green lit right away. It kind of makes sense movie makes about half its totals um, from its from its predecessor. Um, we talked about last week, Death Day 1 uh, made $55 million during its run in the United States and $69 million overseas. Um, this movie made about half of both of those numbers. So, uh, yeah, like I said, finished at $64 million worldwide. At $29 million domestic, Death Day 2 is sitting at the number 59 spot in the United States right now. Uh, that could uh, very well go down, and most likely will, with the slew of movies we've got coming up Um, we all know what number one for 2019 is it's Avengers Endgame we talked about that extensively during Mm -hmm. our Avengers Endgame podcast earlier this year where we talked about all the Avengers movies so uh, you go back and check those out Um, so uh, even though last week I told you we were going to do some October numbers I have a February number for you right now Fair. so we all know number one this year overall is Avengers Endgame but can you tell me what the number one movie from February of this year was
3: I'm gonna say glass. You are gonna say it's glass? Uh, I'm
0: going to agree with glass. So
2: yeah. Two votes for glass. Yeah. I will say. Well, I won't. I won't say. Go ahead. I will say. Uh, I agree. Wrong. I think it's. You guys all think glass. it's glass. Well, you'd all be effing wrong. Well, pardon my language.
1: I have a guess as to what it is, but go ahead.
2: Go. Oh, so uh, the number one movie for February this year, and making up quite a bit, is How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Oh. oh. Okay. That was the number one movie for February this year.
1: It's not what I would have guessed.
2: All righty. Let's wrap it up here. I got Death Day to You might be a bit of a financial setback for the director, Chris B. Landon. Um, He was kind of a guy who might be considered sort of on the rise. He um, directed the fifth Paranormal Activity movie, and it actually, I think, performed better than the fourth Paranormal Activity movie. Um, So people were kind of like, hey, all right. And uh, he directed a movie called uh, Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse, which didn't perform super well, but had good reviews. Mm-hmm. So, or had good enough reviews. So, when Death Day 1 kind of had this pretty good opening and pretty good, and an overall total of $125 million, I think this is a guy who's sitting pretty well. Death Day 2 is a big kind of setback for him, I think. And um, that's funny because I could see him being the kind of guy that like Marvel Studios would pick up, a guy that's kind of known for kind of kitschy
0: mm-hmm.
2: not really indie movies but low budget movies because that seems to be their thing lately is like get somebody who can do it for like a really low budget and then give them like 10 million dollars to make or give them not ten million, give them like 10 billion dollars to make a movie mm-hmm. um let me see here and uh, that's kind of it like there's not really a lot of cool stats to go along with that day to you but uh Overall, very enjoyable movie. Let's do the box office. Or, or, excuse me. Let's do the uh, Rotten Tomatoes game.
0: Yeah, that's you too.
2: I'm on that this week as well. I'll pull that up real quick.
0: I guess 62.
2: 62
1: from Josh. Andrew. 55. 55 from Andrew. Garrett. Ah, uh, you took mine, Josh. Sort of. 62. <laughs> That's my number. I'll do sixty-five. Stay alive. Sixty-five. I,
0: I'm
2: staying alive, which played at the end of this movie, as performed by Lizzo. Critics' consensus says a funnier follow-up with a sci-fi bent. Happy Death Day to you isn't as fiendishly fresh as its predecessor, but fans of the original may still find this sequel worth celebrating. Sixty-two. A solid gonna 62. Keep a sixty-two. Stay in sixty-two. Don't have any movers.
3: I'm going to move. To 60.
1: 60 even. So 62, 60. Garrett, we had a mover. Are you uh, a shaker? No, I mean, I can't really move. I, I feel like I'm safe. At 60, what was it, 5? 65. 65. So 65, 62,
2: 60, 60 even. Mm. The winner, again, is Garrett. Hey, y'all suck. With a to- tomato meter <laughs> score of 69. Mm. Man, audience score flat sixty. So Andrew Man. would have been on with that, but that's based on 193 reviews. Let me pick one. Uh, one of these I little tomato. People don't like good movies. People don't like good movies. Now, now, sixty-nine is not necessarily uh, horrible. Now, it is. It's just a little bit. What was the first one? Seventy-one. Yep. Yeah. It's just a little bit below. Um, it's it's first one. So actually, not that big of a dip in terms of the critics' consensus. A big dip, I think, from the audience. Um. Somebody said. Uh, someone, Amy Nicholson, said, "This is this film ah. is basically just ridiculous nonsense." Dalsa, right?
1: What? Is she from Tulsa? I don't think so. It says here, in oh. Los Angeles. Oh.
2: Well, uh, it <laughs> says, uh, "This film so is no. basically just ridiculous <laughs> nonsense." I had a ton of fun. <laughs> Was this an actual critic or? Okay. There's some actual critics. Okay. Uh, someone from Cincinnati says Jessica Roth handles all these transitions well. The horror, the action, the hero-y stuff, the sentimental stuff. She's great. I think that is uh, probably what to go out on,
1: is Jessica Roth should become a big star out of this.
0: I hope so. I think she's quite good. I think she is, too. Okay, well, what do we give it?
1: Oh, I give it another four. I think both of these movies... Uh, well, this one's not as great, I had as much fun, and I think that it advanced the story, expanded the universe, and could have created something good if people would have appreciated the fact that uh, you don't need to have the exact same movie be a sequel. But what do I know?
2: Yeah, I think that the movie is uh, a cool sequel that tries to uh maintain what made its its original cool uh while trying to do some new things and i think it succeeds in most places i have my problems with some of the some of the, the balance of the comedy and the and the, the drama but uh i still give it three stars i think and that uh, that on my list is uh good very good i feel I feel good about it
3: uh my score would be three stars as well um it's like i said it, it's Fine. <laughs> fine doesn't really add anything new no. You said it was fine yeah yeah i mean after this discussion yeah there's there's definitely some things that i probably overlooked but all in all it, i still get the feel, same so feeling from fresh it. take but uh <laughs> but it, you know it, it it i really i don't have anything more to add to that other than it was it was really just it was it was above average it wasn't average, I'll say that, Yeah. but it wasn't stellar.
2: Say it with us, folks. You hit the nail on the head. I hit the nail okay, on the yeah.
3: head. It really did hit the nail on it's the
0: catch head. Catchphrases catchphrase so. really catching on. I heard a lot of people say Hey, it. I'm just glad that you watched this one after the first one.
3: <laughs> Last week, we weren't so sure. All right.
0: Well, Josh, what was well, your score? I also give the movie <laughs> four stars out of five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so next week, we continue... Halloween October fun extravaganza oh, yeah. with the uh, Zombieland. Oh, woohoo! All right. So excited. Uh in anticipation of the release of Zombieland Double Tap oh, coming out this month, so a full excited. decade later. <laughs>
1: full decade later, exactly. The whole years. team
0: is back. So, uh, we will
2: All
1: Academy Award nominees and one, one, winner. Uh, one winner. I just I, that just blows my mind cuz none of them were that whenever this movie came out and then they've just exploded and gone on to do crazy things, and they've all come back to do this ridiculous movie. I love Zombieland.
3: I said two of them were. Okay.
1: I love Zombieland. Two of them
3: were
0: o- Oscar nominees?
3: No, they all, were all, all Oscar four, nominees. All four the only main one characters. No, 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 no. You said... I, I he said you, four of them were Oscar nominees. One is a winner. Yeah, but you said none of them were like that before that.
2: Was Woody Harrelson nominated for an Academy Award before oh, Zombieland? And so,
3: and so was Abigail Breslin. Oh, that's right. Has oh, she already yeah. been nominated? Yeah, okay. she was a little girl. L- little, oh, uh, little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Woody Harrelson was nominated. I uh, was nominated once for The People versus Larry Flint. There you go. Sorry, still good. No, that's fine. I forgot about. I forgot Zombieland about.
2: Zombie Land. One is one of my favorite movies. I'm cool. La- the trailer for Zombie Land Two is so cool. I can't wait to do this. Oh next my god. Week. And uh, I hope everybody who's listening joins us next week. Tell a friend. Telephone. Tell Andrew.
0: Yes, and and watch Zombie Land Two. In theaters, so that we can get Zombie Land three in twenty twenty nine. Oh, yeah, man, that'd please. Be <laughs> that'd... Okay, so we'll be back with Zombie Land. Find us online at Facebook.com slash so many sequels pod, uh, so many sequels, Instagram, Twitter, and as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Sounds Tooth. Uh, leave us a rating and review that helps people find the show. And until next time, Guys, I'm having
3: a serious case of deja vu.